Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hotcast. I am your host, Ruben Tish, and joining me as always is RJ. And RJ, let's get right into it. Two wins in the last week and a DP signing. Where do you want to start? I'm just going to say this first. I'm not downplaying the Flyers' two wins, but... The Western Conference, it's also pretty, pretty garbage right now. That's not to say, I mean, you know, the Fire didn't play good or whatever. It's just the Western Conference is also trash right now, and the Fire took advantage of that. So, Yeah, I mean, it's true. By the way, we are recording this during the Guatemala-Cuba game uh, in the Gold Cup, and as we are talking, Guatemala was VAR at a penalty. Um, so let's talk about the fires win first. Let's talk about Portland, um, because that's the first game, uh, that, uh, has been played, uh, fire win two to one on goals by, uh, Kai Kamara and, um, Fabian Herbers. Both goals set up by Brian Gutierrez. Um, I think that's the story of the week, RJ, is Brian Gutierrez probably should have been on the Gold Cup roster, wasn't, and now is proving why with three assists in a week. But let's talk about these two. First, um... The cutback on the Herbers goal uh, was kind of fantastic. Um, I feel like they couldn't have done better. Um, what do you What do you think about the, the that goal specifically, and about just talk about Brian Gutierrez in general? Well, I've always rated Gutierrez, and for that first. Ace ninth minute goal that Gutierrez, you know, set up for Herbers. You also have to give, you know, Gaston Jimenez some credit as well because mm-hmm. he was part of that play. That was a beautiful ball. I'm watching it right now. It's a beautiful ball over the top by Jimenez. Something, by the way, he is very good at doing. Um, we give him a lot of grief for some of his defensive lapses and and sometimes how loose he is on the ball. Um, but I think, I, I think I'm the only one who gives him grief here. You give him praise, but well, well, I give him praise. This is why I give him praise because he puts in balls like that. He just, you know, he'll find he'll find himself on the ball. He'll see the run, and then he'll um see the pass. And he's like looking right at Brian Gutierrez, who's signaling for the run, and he puts it absolutely in the perfect spot uh, for Gutierrez to get the ball and, and cut it back to Fabian Herbers, who puts the ball into the back of the net. Fabian Herbers, someone who I will talk about when we get to the Sporting Kansas City game, even though he scored the goal in that one as well. Uh, I didn't like the way he played, and we'll talk about that. But in the Portland game, it was... Uh, fantastic, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he played great, you know, both games. I 
I've always rated Herbers. I think there's no... I actually thought he was pretty bad in the Sporting Kansas City game. Spoilers. I can see why, but at the end of the day, he did his job. Yeah, and he scored the goal. Yeah, that's that's what you have to do now. What did you think about the Fires overall performance in Portland? Because it it even though they tied the game, they they had Portland tie the game. Um, I never really thought that they were spiraling. Like I never got that vibe. I always thought it was either going to finish 1-1 or the Fire were going to score a goal to win the game because um, Portland just didn't really have anything going for it, even though they had a lot of the ball. Um, they they really couldn't do much. I, th- um, I know. I, th- I think the Fire did great. I The yeah. episode prior... I mean, you can't blame me because the fire never went up in Pacific Northwest, so I was kind of wishy-washy. But no, this no, was the, this was the first time they have ever won in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think the fire did great. They congested, you know, the field. They did their job. I have no complaints. I really don't, and that's not the smoke getting into my lungs right now. No. I legitimately don't have any complaints. By the way, for those who aren't aware, we're under the siege of the Canadians. The Canadian wildfire has come here uh, instead of Portland. Yeah. Or instead of New York, where it was a couple of weeks ago. It's it's found its way here. So, yeah, the it's uh, probably a good time to not go outside without a mask. You should probably, if you're going outside, put a mask on. Uh, I still have a couple. So that's good. You can do that. Um. Why do you, I I know why I think the fire played better this last week versus the last month or so since Frank Klopas took over? Can you guess why? Entertaining. Because they played with a back four, and didn't play with a back three. I keep saying over and over again that in MLS you can't be successful with a back three because of not just the talent at at um winger but the lack of talent at wing back in this league because i mean that and the fire just doesn't have the depth right and they don't have the depth to have their wing backs run up and down the field and then replace them part way through the second half and have similar results they don't have the talent to play that way you're right but when they play with a back four with two fullbacks who occasionally depending on the game state can get forward and provide some extra attacking power but primarily their job is to control the game on the wing and not have space in behind that other teams can exploit you are going to succeed in MLS more often than you are not, comparatively. This two-game week stretch proves to me that the Fire need to play in a back four. I don't know what that does about um, 
Shakiri and Gutierrez. Maybe you drop Gutierrez and have him play in a more deep playmaker role and sort of offset the double pivot. Maybe you play with a single pivot and have Federico Navarro or this new signing come in and play the single pivot. And we'll talk about the new signing, by the way. Yeah, I, I've done that several times too. Um, Usman Dumbia. Dumbia. Yeah. Um, one side note, when I first saw that, I was like, where's oh, fire signing Dumbia? Good for them until I actually looked at the headline again. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well. okay. And we'll talk about that signing and its impacts. But to play Shakiri and Gutierrez at the same time, you might have to give that up. You might have to say, well, Shakiri, either you play on the wing or you become the most expensive 12th man in the history of the game. I mean, but that's what's happening as of late. Well, they I mean, Shakiri's been on... These two games, Shakiri was on international duty, right? Yeah. So he, he got into Chicago, um, I believe, Wednesday morning. So he was unavailable. And I don't think he trained this week, so he was on the bench in Kansas City, I believe. Or if he did train, it was just recovery stuff um, from, you know, being with the national team. But if that's what you got to do to make sure that Guti is on the field and gets his touches, because right now he is the best uh attacking threat in the sense that he's he you could see in both games that he's willing to shoot the ball now um that he is uh that, that his passing is still second to none um and that he belongs on you know the 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 when you talk about some of the players at the high end of MLS, he belongs in that conversation. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm willing to see the fire. Put ten million dollars on the bench, just so Gutierrez can thrive. But I think that's I think that's a very good investment right there. I think what they should do is they should, um, offload sell Gutierrez. no offload <laughs> not yet. Well, yes, but not yet. Not in, you know, offload uh, Jairo Torres and give Gutierrez the young designated player spot. Torres, I, I, are we going to talk about the um, the Sporting Kansas game now, or yeah, let's wanna... let's move on to the Sporting Kansas. Kansas City game. Well, it's a little of both because in both games, I actually thought Jairo Torres played well. No, I, I think. I think Portland, he played fine. I think Sporting, he just played a little bit too much. He was he, did, he, he was he was worse against SKC than he was against the Timbers, and yeah, I think a lot of it was he was trying to do too much. Um, but I like like a lot of people at the time and now are sort of blaming him. Like his biggest flashpoints were the 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 two one on one chances with the goalkeeper in each game. I think the one in Portland, he probably could have done better. He could have tried to um, put it between the goalkeeper's legs. I think around that was the um, 38th minute. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but in the Kansas City game, 
Uh, I don't think he could have done any better uh, with the angle he had. That's one of those you just try and blast it as the are, goalkeeper. Are you talking about when Kamara? Yeah, no. I, yeah, when Kamara gave him the ball around the 38th minute against yeah. 40. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think he could have done better there because that was one of those, like, uh, the ball took him wide a little bit. So at, at that point, it's just like you're trying to to blast it past the goalkeeper. So uh, that's one of those where you just hit it as hard as you can and hope it goes in moments that that sometimes happen. You know, sometimes those go in and sometimes they don't. Um, I think that was one of those moments for Jairo Torres, personally. Um, I think that... Um, like, he, he, it, it, there's no question he's been disappointing. I don't think that's a question. Um, I think him getting here and immediately getting injured and then coming back and then immediately getting injured again uh, has sucked for well, us as a as a as a club as a fan base, but also mostly it sucked for him. Well, um, also he was being played out of place. Yeah, and he, you know they tried to make him be an eight when he's not that, and they. I, I think in retrospect, that was a bad transfer. Um, because you put him in a spot where he has to play out of position because the two guys in front of him are your highest paid player in club history and the best player to ever come out of your academy who both play the same position. So I I think Jairo Torres sort of got a raw deal uh, in signing here. Um, And he hasn't looked comfortable on the pitch uh, at any time. Um, But sometimes you do still see what he has and and the skill and the talent and the technique that he has. Um, You see flashes, but it it doesn't feel like it's working out for him here. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, Yeah. it is a shame. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a shame. I think you said everything. I mean, it's just a lot of, a lot of factors to it. I, I think so. I mean, it mostly boils down to that he he was, you know, they tried turning him into an eight. Definitely. Um, that, that that overworked him. That made him also more sustainable to injuries. It's yeah. I think it was just mismanagement for, I agree. for Torres. At totally the end agree. Of the day. Yep, totally agree. This is on Heights and the coaching staff. It's basically on everybody except him and his teammates basically mm-hmm. all right let's move on to talk about the sporting kansas city game proper um rj this was a great performance by the fire in a completely different way than portland where they attacked more um this game they basically just said tomorrow kansas city what do you got you got nothing Johnny Russell, you got nothing coming back from injury playing only 50 minutes. Uh, Saloy's shots from deep that were acrobatically saved by Chris Brady were actually probably easier than they looked. Um, 
the he got great looks at both they were more um they weren't very fast uh he had plenty of time to react to all of them this was a professional get a win like like this is what you see good teams do on the road to get a win is you get a goal and you professionally see out the game and we have not seen a Chicago fire team play like that in something like five years. And yeah, and that's why I think Herbert said good because he did his job. It was dirty. It was just, I mean, I don't want to say it was disgusting, but yeah, it was dirty, but they, he did his job. The rest of the team did his, did their job. That's it. My, my criticism of Herbert's is a lot of times where the fire could have gotten out of trouble and maybe retained some possession and slowed the game down a bit. Um, Herbert was just bad during those times. He kept giving the ball away, um, missed touches, uh, heavy touches, that sort of thing. Um, he was not having a good game technically in a technical sense right Mm -hmm. and he's a guy who has to be a hundred percent right on a technical level to be any good on a on a technical footballing level so when he's really bad at it you notice it and all i noticed watching that game was how bad fabian herbert was playing granted he did score the goal so (laughs) there's something to be said for being in the right place at the right time, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, scoring the goal. But I I don't think that he played particularly well. I see your point. But you just do what you do just to, you know, get that win at this point, especially right. for the fire. On the road. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching the goal now. And it it's it's a really nice goal. Um it's in the it's in the right spot at the right time. Um Gutierrez and Jairo Torres deserve a lot of credit for getting the ball there. Um, it does take a lucky Jairo Torres' cross does take a lucky deflection back in the middle instead of being cleared out properly Um, but it could have just as easily Jairo Torres' cross could just as easily have gone off the SKC player into the back of the net that's how good it was so that's more skill than luck I'd say Um, and this is what I mean by Jairo Torres' game in Kansas City I thought you know, we talked about him in Portland where he was he was he was good and here he was less good. He was less good here because he had to do a lot of defending, but kind of like Herbers, um, he did his defending really well. Um, as well as you know, you can expect a number ten playing out of position to be. Um and uh, you know, he he put in he put in the cross that was deflected to Fabian Herbers into the goal that he scored. So 
Um, I think we should give Jairo Torres his flowers for this his performances this week. I think Fabian Herbers getting two goals is nice, despite the fact that he didn't play well. So give it up to him. Give it up to Brian Gutierrez for um, continuing to evolve and, and become one of the better players in Major League Soccer. And um, also, Carlos Tehran is back. How about that? Uh, he saved the game at one point with a big save off the line. Um, praise be Carlos Tehran is back, and let's hope that this means that the Fire's defense is about to get even more stingy uh, because it's it's noticeable when he's in there, the Fire give up less as far as, like, shooting opportunities, uh, odd man breaks, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Carl Theron's back, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think if the Fire have a good run of play, they might salvage something, but I'm still... I'm still going to bite my tongue on that. Um, if they beat Orlando, will you come on this podcast next week and be positive and optimistic? We'll see. It's still... What was your schedule? Ooh, I can't spell Orlando. Not smoking. R-L-A-N-D-O. <laughs> Uh, let's see over here. Um, uh, no, 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 no. I'll uh, let's see over here because Nashville is after Orlando, uh, Montreal, the Galaxy, the Fire should. They should beat the Galaxy. They should beat Montreal. They should with Toronto. They should they sh- get something out of Toronto. Yeah. I'll hold my judgment until September 20th. Isn't that like the last day of the season? No. Last day of the season is like October 20th. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Um, There is big... Uh, transfer news uh, that we should talk about and talk about what it means for the fire. And we will do that after we go ahead and thank our patrons, patreon.com slash the lantern. All of you guys help us uh, feel a little bit better about doing this show because if we didn't have you, we'd be doing it for free. And while free content is always good, I love free content. Um, this helps me. I needed a new um, microphone amp, uh, and I bought it because of your generous support over at patreon.com slash the lantern. So let's go ahead and thank all of you. Uh, we will start with Tim Hotze, Caleb Barron, Stephen Salmon, Alyssa Scarpelli, Jeff Mettendorf, Tim W., Will Gatziolas. Chaucer's dog, Mark Jerkakis, Doug, Sean Click, 
Shai Smargan, Cameron Benga, MNC, Ron Bandish, Audrius, Kyle Johansson, Adam Todd, Liam Harding, Jonathan Robb, David May, Cristiano EEUU, Joseph, thank you. Chris Lintot, Rob Bordigan, thank you. Samuel Minton, thank you. Craig Tower, thank you for your patronage. Um, so let's talk about Usmane Dumbia, who the Fire signed uh, as their third DP for this season. Um, which means two things. One, the Fire aren't getting a designated player striker in the summer window. Two, he's not a real designated player. He's taking up a designated player spot this season for salary cap manipulation reasons. Um because the Fire have a DP roster spot. If they're not getting a striker, they need to use it for someone else. Uh, this is probably going to be their biggest signing. Uh, so from in MLS roster rule, he's a designated player for about six months. Once the new season calendar rolls around, uh, I believe he'll be on a TAM deal. Um, before we get into the player themselves, what do you think about this move being a designated player and how instead of using the designated player on a marquee signing, they're using it to um, essentially mess with the salary cap for half a season. I mean, I think they know that that reason the season's already shot. So whatever they have to do to manipulate and less rules, I'm all for it, especially other teams are doing it and they're getting away with it. So good on them. I in in terms of uh Dumbia, I keep I keep I keep trying to try to say Dumbele. Um Dumbia. Um I did some scouting. I mean, he's the typical, you know, box to box midfielder. I think in terms of you know stats, if you want to go into that, Tennessee's two two goals i think roughly around that area um i should really work my notebook he, he's down. a six slash eight yeah so it's and he, he he has the most duels won in the swiss league yeah i mean but yeah it's, think dax mccarty i guess yes that would be a good probably a good comp yeah I was actually going to get into the duels thing first but i know some people like uh you know those those fancy assist goal stats out there um i with this i think we hinted or we touched upon this earlier in the episode but yeah you you have to you have to you know get rid of some you know players out there you know whether it's on the bench or you know get rid of them entirely i think with um this money I think Torres, I think Torres' time is, you know, truly limited here at this point. He he I think he can play well with, you know, Gaston Jimenez and Navarro. But I think you probably would have out of those three, because this is just gonna overcrowd the team. You have to just 
you know, let Taurus go or, you know, do something. I mean, like I, mean I mean, yes, but I don't think this is a Torres replacement move. I think this is a Federico Navarro replacement move. Um, I mean, speaking for this season, like for the well, now, I mean, this yeah. season and, and in the, into the future, because we've seen a lot of negative stuff as, you know, because when he was here, you know, he he was here and he was a guy that the fire didn't necessarily have. Right. They didn't have a ball winning defensive midfielder before he got here. Um, he played a role that. Um, like I said, the club didn't necessarily have. Now that they have one in Federico Navarro, you can start to see some of the things he does not do well. He's not a great uh, distributor of the ball. Um, sometimes when he goes into the tackle, he doesn't win the ball. He he disrupts, which is good. He he removes the you know, ball from the, he wins the tackle, but he doesn't retain possession very well. And let's be frank. He's also pretty stupid in this tackle. Sometimes I mean, he'll take, just... he'll, he'll take unnecessary yellow cards. Uh, he'll get sent off after getting booked for doing something stupid. And then when he has to make a tackle, it's a red card. Um, I mean, he's a disruptor. I mean, he's, he's there just to create chaos. Sure, I, I I agree, um, but if he could be, you know, more, I don't I don't know, um, I can't more really think of like, an, like like yeah. yeah, create chaos, but at least be smart about it. Yeah, be less Vinnie Jones. Okay, there you, you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like be a hard man, but be a hard man who knows how to tackle how to time their tackles better if that makes sense yeah yeah um and, and so i think based on what we know of um this man uh usmane uh, dumbia is that he is potentially that so i actually think this might be a frederico navarro replacement if anything um We'll see. He should be here in time for the match against Puebla. Uh, he should be here, you know, for, yeah, for the, for the, um, the League's Cup. Uh, I think that he will, um, I, I I like to think he'll help the squad in that respect. Yes, it's like you said, it's in an area where the club is already very crowded. It's it it doesn't make sense to me on a short term level unless you're planning on moving one of Torres, Fade, and Gaston. It might be Gaston. He might you Gaston Jimenez might be going back to Argentina. You know, he, he before he sort of expressed interest in returning home. Um, maybe there's some interest there, and then because they're bringing this guy in from Lugano, uh, the fire might be more amicable to moving him in. Us. What do you what would you think about that? 
Well, yeah, I can see it. Only if the fire gave a good deal out of him, and as I think he might leave on a free at this point. Do you remember? Uh, I think it was last season. Well, he's or... he's on he's under contract until the end of next season. Okay, so that's I, not I think an equation. I think he's going to see out his contract. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to see out his contract. All right. Maybe. Well, but again, this move brings these things into question. But yeah, I think he's going to see out his contract. I think Torres and, you know, um, Body, I, I think they're gone. Probably. So. I, I, I wouldn't bet against that, certainly. Like, I, I will say this out of those three, and I can't believe I'm saying this after all the slander that I've done to that man, this, you know, throughout these all, you know, throughout these years, I'd, I'd rather keep him in as than. And Torres and Friday. So, all right, let's talk a little bit. We've got about five minutes left in the show. Let's talk a little bit about this weekend the fire take on Orlando City. Orlando has drawn two of their last three. Uh, they last won uh, June 10th, 2 0 against Colorado. Um, so, they scoreless draw at the weekend to Orlando City. Or to Seattle, I'm sorry. Um, Orlando against Orlando. I have yeah. nothing. Um, I, I will say, though, this uh, League of Legends Coca-Cola tastes like bubble gum, and everyone should try it. It's pretty good. That's that's my take for Orlando. That's your take on Orlando, <laughs> is trying the League of Legends Coca-Cola? No, it's actually pretty good. I mean, As someone who plays League of Legends, I'm very much interested in trying this. It's good. Yeah. Uh, seriously though, uh, they're danger players, Fagundo Torres and, uh, Ivan, uh, Angulo on the wing. Um, they don't really have much in the way of name strikers. Um, just like the fire kind of just, well, I mean, people know who Casper Shabilko and Kai Kamara are. Yeah, we can't slam, but you know, in, in terms of high profile. Sure. Um. Yeah, you know, Fagundo Torres is Fagundo Torres. He's been around a long time. Uh, what do you think about this? Or like you, like you mentioned, you don't really have any. And and that's the thing. I mean, going back to what I said earlier when I said, "Yeah, I'll I'll get back to you on September twentieth." It's that I I don't think this Orlando game will. I mean, of course, it'll help with the fire in terms of their standing, but. I don't think it's going to be defining anything. They win, they win. If they lose, they, you know, they lose. I actually do see the fire being as at least a favorite, either drawing or winning. It's just one of those, it's just one of those mid-table Eastern Conference game that I was like, yeah, it's there. It's it's not going to be, I mean, it's going to be impacting in the long run, but as of right now, when everything's still jumbled up. So you're saying this game is Aston Villa versus West Ham? Yeah. Except West Ham wants something eventually, but I mean that's fair. All right, uh, draw a win. You don't have any predictions. You don't really know. I think the fire. I think this I might think... change by the time I write my preview at the Patreon.com/slash The Lantern. Um, but uh, I think the fire have a good shot to win this game and win three games in a row on the road. 
for I believe the first time in club history. No, I, I think I think they are definitely favorable. And you know, if, if West Ham can win a European trophy before Arsenal, then Fire can win three games. And on that note, <laughs> you're fired. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of The Lantern. You can find us on Twitter at The Lantern. You can find me on Twitter at Rubentish. You can find RJ on Twitter at RGA underscore zero two. Next week, uh, Fire play Orlando in a very important game that probably won't amount to anything. Uh, but all the games are important at this point in the season, right? So, um, that'll happen. Hey, maybe Kai Kamara equal Landon Donovan and we'll have something to talk about on the show. We could talk about our favorite Kai Kamara memory. Uh, mine is the one where he totally whiffed the ball on the line and knocked it in with his hand. Uh, that's my favorite Kai Kamara memory. Anyway, we'll go uh, again on out of here. Uh, Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Goodbye.